My name is Madan Padaki. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Headed High Services, uh, which is building bridges into rural India. I want to start off by telling you guys three stories. Three stories from the hinterlands of India, where Bharat resides. One is a story of a young boy called Venkat Singh. Venkat Singh, when I met him about six years ago, was 18 years of age, had never been to school, never held a pencil in his life, uh, used to live in a remote village called Gule uh, in Koppal district. Family of 10, uh, none of them had ever been to school. They live on an unarable uh, farm, uh, together pulling about 3,000 rupees. And Venkat Singh had a bleak future uh, ahead of him before he decided to take charge and came into a transformation program where, through sheer grit and determination, learned English, computer skills, math, logic, confidence, and professional ethics to work in a setup and started working in a rural BPO less than nine months uh, into the training program and is today leading a team of e-com distribution delivery folks in Tumkur, uh, earning about 15,000 rupees a month. What I learned from that, and I continue to learn every day, is that there is unlimited talent and unlimited potential that exists in every youth, in every person on the face of this earth. And it is only that they haven't got an opportunity to express their talent and for many they just die without knowing what treasures lie within. The second story I want to talk about is about a very interesting entrepreneur in a place called Abigere in Gadag district, uh, Manjunath. Manjunath is a carpenter. He runs uh, probably the only uh, carpentry shop in that, in, that, in that chain of villages. And I went to visit him uh, about a year and a half ago and uh, I was generally chatting up with him on his business, how much he earns, what does he do, so on and so forth. And uh, one of the questions I asked him was, how do you generate business? How do you generate leads? Uh, how do you get the orders coming in? And uh, what he told me proved to me that there's much more entrepreneurial ingenuity uh, living in these so-called rural hinterlands uh, than what we give it credit for. His answer was simple. He says, listen, when I do a table or a chair or a, or a sofa or whatever, uh, they, the customers pay me about 300 rupees to deliver it to their homes. I put it on tractor, pay that guy another 100 rupees and ask him to take the most circuitous route to reach that village. And I put my nephew on that tractor. I have hand-printed bills which says this sofa is going to so-and-so's house. This is a number and my number is this. If you want something like this, call me. And he says every delivery results in three or four leads that people who call him and at least results in one sale. Now, you wonder, saying that, you know what, we can't teach that kind of entrepreneurial ingenuity or entrepreneurial thinking, but it exists, except that we don't give credit for it. And the third story that I want you to think about, and this is very interesting, is um, I'd been to this village in, uh, in, in, the, in, in, a, in a district called Jawahar. Jawahar is about 120 kilometers from Bombay. And Jawahar is the home of the famous Warli artists. Uh, 
but Jawhar is an extremely backward district. And I visited a village called Kalamvihara, which is like the back of beyond in Jawhar itself. Uh, 2,500 population, you could picture the village, you could picture the worst, the most poverty-stricken village in India, and Kalamvihara may fit that bill. You know, 2,500 rupees or 3,000 per annum is an annual income uh, per household. Uh, every child looks malnutrition. There's a village school. Uh, the school is fine. There's a very, very dedicated teacher who's teaching, and there was a kid in a fourth grade who narrated a 16 tables, but you could see that, you know, beyond fourth, they have to walk 20 kilometers to get to a, a middle school, right? As I was coming out of the village, I wanted to check directions to get to the town, and I stopped by at a local grocery store to say, hey, how do I get to Jawahar town? And uh, before the guy could answer, there was a young uh, man, maybe in his early 20s, uh, who whipped out his phone, uh, opened up Google Earth, he had 3G connection on his phone and showed me the exact building that I need to get to and showed me the route map to that place. And I was zapped. I was saying, here it is in, the, in probably the most poorest districts of, of, of the country where every other indicator of development has gone wrong. But there's a guy who knows how to use a smartphone, who has data connection and who's smart enough to figure out what I need and show it to me on the phone. And that's the power of technology. Across all of these stories, you'll find the power of human aspirations, that it is just not about roti, kapta, makan. It is just not about people saying, somehow I will find a life, but it's about the hope and the aspirations that all of us carry. So if you take these four elements, if you take technology, the, how the penetration of the mobile into the villages is happening, if you take entrepreneurial spirit, which I can definitely place an argument that it is much more, there is much more entrepreneurial resilience in the, in the, in the villages of India than what we see in the Bangalore's and the Mumbai's of, of India. And third, that there is immense talent available, except that we can't see it yet. And fourth, that there is a, a great surge of aspirations. So if you put aspirations, talent, technology, and um, entrepreneurial spirit, you can construct a new rural. And that rural, we're calling it as Ruben. As, as the rural urban, uh, because they are urban in their aspirations, urban in their technology access, urban in entrepreneurial spirit, so on and so forth, but is rural because we entrepreneurs sitting here in this part of the world rarely think about them. And I'm not saying think about them from a developmental perspective, I'm saying think about them as a market. You know, there are 415 towns in India which populations of a million uh, people, from 100,000 to a million people. There are 6,000 towns in India with a population of 10,000 to 100,000 people. That's about 300 million people uh, living in about 6,500 towns across the country for whom the access, the choice, and the convenience that we get in a Bangalore or a Mumbai or a Pune is non-existent. And I think if we as entrepreneurs start counting them as our customers and start building products and services that touch their lives and enrich their lives as the same way that our lives have got enriched here, I think we'll end up building a much better Bharat and a much better in India. And I think it's imperative that the need of the hour is for entrepreneurs to think about the Bharat as well, where we are creating technology solutions or whatever that, that we hope to make life better and of course earn tons of money in the process. Uh, but I think there's, an, there's a very clear need to bridge this India-Bharat divide and with uh, with youth coming in into the workforce over the next 10 years, it's estimated that 120 million youth will enter the workforce. If that bridge is not built, if the chasm is not crossed, 
and if we are not able to create uh, opportunities in those towns and cities uh, i see a future where there'll be an arcade on the streets so it is not only needed i think it's it it, it, it is to be taken up on a war footing and it's imminent that we create these bridges as fast as we can thank you